Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney. 1057 The Fan. I didn't know how I'd feel after we had clinched the spot, especially after a win. It's a great feeling. <laughs> yeah, no, this is what you dream of when you get drafted is play meaningful games in September and especially to uh, be able to walk it off and uh, clinch playoffs has been pretty fun. So. Baseball is such a team game. You get so close over the course of the season. I feel like this has kind of been built for the last two years. And- uh, to make it this year is, is such an awesome step to take. Uh, I know these guys aren't satisfied. We're ready for the next thing, but we're going to celebrate this right now. Why not celebrate it, Adley Rutschman? That's courtesy of Fox 45, those interviews. Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, and then Cedric Mullins, who got the game-winning sack fly as the Orioles. In a comeback fashion, yet again, 47th comeback win. Major League Baseball, which leads MLB here in 2023. Orioles down 3-1 after Jorge Lopez gave up back-to-back homers. Things looked dire. And then the birds just kept chipping away, chipping away. There's an old Aerosmith song called Chipping Away at the Stone. And that's what they did. Adley Rutschman, big hits. Adam Frazier, big hits. Jorge Mateo pinch running for the hobbled Austin Hayes. Ties the game. Yeah, you can hear Cano had the Baltimore chop. It wasn't his fault. He get the automatic runner there, ghost runner, whatever. Second base. But what benefited the Orioles, kind of, was the rule in Major League Baseball because D.L. Hall was supposed to be the ghost runner. But because of baseball rules, it was Adley Rutschman. Not that Adley's, you know, a Willie Wilson running around the bases by any stretch of the imagination. But you don't want your starting pitcher out there running the bases when they pretty much or novices at it because pitchers don't hit any longer. And then Cedric Mullins, he lines at the center field, and the Orioles salvage the split with the Tampa Bay Rays. With the salvaging, well, they remain two games up in the American League East. They clinch a playoff spot. They Both teams actually had clinched playoff spots before the finale because Texas got blown out by Cleveland. So the Orioles qualify for the playoffs for the first time since 2016. It was a big celebration, as you heard from three of the players, after the game. Now, they have a game tonight. They play all week, as a matter of fact. They're not off again until next Monday when they come back home to wrap up the season. And who knows what's going to be happening there in regards to the American League East. But this is a team that two years ago lost 110 games. And then when Adley Rutschman was recalled from the minor leagues last May, they've been one of the best teams in baseball. And here we sit on September the 18th. They have the best record in the American League. 
second best record in all of Major League Baseball. Still need to accomplish things. Getting to the playoffs, great. But you've been in first place in your division for almost two calendar months, and you want to close the deal there. So this was an epic win for the Orioles. To me, next to the Mullins game in Seattle, where he made the catch and then hit the game-winning mm-hmm. homer. This was the best game, most exciting game of the year, and given the time frame of the schedule, certainly the most important game of the year. But for them to take two out of three in Seattle at that time was huge because they got blown out in the opener. But last night, yesterday afternoon, was epic, and I almost cussed because, you know, watching the game and it had a playoff feel, 37,000 more people in the stands, 38, 43, 25. Uh, great attendance. Congratulations, you Oriole fan, for representing over the four games. When things appear to be dire, they don't disappear. And that's why they lead the major leagues and come from behind wins because all 27 outs, and if you go extras like they did yesterday, mm-hmm. matter. And they play it that way. So the Orioles, for the first time since 2016, going to the playoffs, still levels to go, winning your division. You win your division, you get the home field advantage. You get that first round bye, which is going to be used. Trying to get through the divisional round, which is no guarantee because you have no idea right now who you're even playing. Because if you're the wild card, you got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if needed, back to back to back. So you want the week. That's a duh situation. You want that week off. Whoever is banged up gets a week healthier. You can align your starting rotation, how you see fit. So you want to win that division. But clinching a playoff spot after years of just horrible baseball. The year they lost uh, 110 two years ago, they had two 14-game losing streaks. And here they are, their longest losing streak in 2023 has been four. Haven't been swept. They haven't been swept since last May. They win series. They win series openers. They just find a way to be resilient, and they should be commended. And this feels good for Cedric Mullins, for Anthony Santander, for Ryan Mountcastle, for Dean Kramer, for all of the guys that have been taking their lumps over the year, playing on terrible, terrible teams. And here they are in the postseason. And Saturday, going back to that game. Eight nothing, yeah. Grayson Rodriguez pitching like the number one pitching prospect that he was for two years. Yep. Gunnar Henderson, who was the number one overall prospect, who's going to win rookie of the year in the American League, doing what fabulous, transcendent kind of players do, stepped up to the occasion in a big, big way. So as everyone's melting down Thursday and then especially Friday, and I wasn't melt down because they lost per se, I was more concerned that night with the fact that they weren't hitting with runners in scoring position. Well, that night they didn't have any. But the Jack Flaherty stunk again. So I'm like, okay, what are we going to do with this guy? But I didn't use, have that football mentality where people every inning, their post, I watch social media. Oh, my God, they suck. They suck. This guy's terrible. Height sucks. Heights. And then they're all they're kissing their own asses because the Orioles come from behind to win the game. Let it, let it play out. This football mentality calmed down. So me being a veteran baseball watcher my entire life, I think, man, we'll see what the next two games have in store for us. And then Saturday they stabilized, and then yesterday coming from behind a win. So congratulations to you, Baltimore Orioles, for getting to the playoffs. However, 
Work is not done. You got Houston tonight, three-game series. Astros right now, they're a game and a half up in the West. So they're trying to maintain some sort of superiority themselves in a division that separate three teams are separated by two and a half games. But that game yesterday was epic. And of course, I had three TVs working, full disclosure. I don't lie anyway. I had the Ravens, I had Red Zone, and I had the Orioles. Watching all three. Well, the Ravens and Orioles more religiously and for fantasy purposes watching Red Zone. But it was an incredible thing to watch. And and as the game started getting later and later, the attention went from that TV more to the one on my right, which was the Oriole game. Yeah, that I and I don't blame you. I mean, it was it was quite a finish. Let me just say that. You know, when Frazier got the double to tie it up, you know, that was pretty amazing. Cause I mean, Bob, we watched the other night. Fairbank, the, the closers, cause, you know, and then they get the double off of them. You know, that was that was impressive. That how they came back and and won it. You know, and in the extra innings, I would have loved. I'll guarantee you that plane flight last night, Bob. That was epic too. I'll bet you for who the Orioles. Oh, well, they were having an epic celebration after the game, but watching, I had the Rays TV network on. Yeah. Because I always like to see how the other teams praise the Orioles at this stage. And they kept panning to their dugout after the loss. You would have thought they lost Game 7 of the World Series. On a night in which they had themselves clinched a playoff spot. But they knew their quest to win the division got a little more difficult. Because after winning the first two games and Friday convincingly, they were in a big position of strength there. And then the Orioles teed off on glass now. And you knew yesterday was up for grabs there. Yeah, yesterday, that was, you know, I mean, and then they had to feel, Bob, you're up three to one and you got the best closer, you got the best bullpen in the league. You figure you're going to close that one out. So that probably made it even more difficult for them. Probably that's why the manager so frustrated gets kicked out, you know, over a check swing call. Well, there was, they gave up a run their bullpen Saturday. Mm -hmm. First time they had given up a run in two weeks. The bullpen. I mean, because they slammed the door on the Orioles in the opener on Thursday night. But the Orioles go to the playoffs. Of course, unfinished business. Take October, as they said. We're not even in October, as a matter of fact. So we'll celebrate that for this brief period of time. Now you have the Astros coming up later tonight. Ravens, they did some good things. When we come back, we'll get into that. I know one of us picked Baltimore to win. Eh, I better take that victory lap because I got every other game wrong. But the Ravens went on the road. Joe Burrow was limping around at the end. Lamar Jackson was brilliant. Ravens are 2-0. Bengals are 0-2. Both losses in the division. We got that coming your way next here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What are you drinking? Vinny. Cake bread. Chardonnay. Katie. McUltra. Vinny and Amy. 105.7 The Fan. Chase at the bottom of your screen. Burrow to the end zone. Intercepted. Picked off by Stone. Jackson to Andrews. Does he get in? Yes, touchdown. Jackson looking end zone. He's got a man. Touchdown. Aguilar. His first touchdown as a Raven. It says a lot. It says a lot about the guys that played. It says that those guys are starting caliber players that, that played winning football against a great football team in their house. You know, our guys played fantastic uh, out there on the edges. It's just, it's just really, just really proud of those guys. Really proud. Of them. John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, after the win, 27-24. Baltimore goes on the road, beats the Bengals, as three and a half point underdogs. And talking about the fact that two starting offensive linemen were out, two starting defensive backs were out, yep. Williams and Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Your starting running backs done for the year. You lose Odell Beckham during the game, and they step up and step up in a big way. They win by three, and Burrow was limping off the field, which we'll get to here in a couple of seconds. But it kind of dominated the game. I think the score is closer than the game really was. Cincinnati had the punt return, which always makes things interesting. But Burrow threw the pick in the end zone to Geno Stone. Yep. I thought the Ravens kind of imposed their will physically against the Bengals. All right, win's a win. You'll take it. But the best team, at least for three hours yesterday in Cincinnati, was by far, in my opinion, the Ravens. Oh, I no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And the Ravens set the tempo from the get-go, you know, with that 13-play drive for, for the touchdown. I mean, it was, a, it was a thing of beauty, really. I mean, Lamar was awesome. He was... The, the biggest thing, how many times he didn't hold the ball, stand in the pocket and, you know, and um, play with the ball. You know, he was getting it out. He was getting it out on rhythm. And then if not, he made a couple runs that were key runs. I mean, he had, like, the runs that he had were chain movers. You know, they were they were big runs. And he had a 19 and a 17 call back. You know, otherwise he right. would have had 90 yards rushing. I thought that was one to me one of Lamar's best games. The only the only thing I would um criticize him on the two deep balls early, Aguilar and DeZay. Because the one for Zay would have been a touchdown. He was wide open. Get man. more air under the ball on those two. But then in the second half, he threw the deep ball extremely well to Zay and then for the touchdown to Aguilar. I thought that was a hell of a throw too. You know, so um, I just thought that Lamar was on point. I thought he was reading coverage. I thought he handled the offense extremely well. I mean, how about in the first half, he had four receivers catch three balls, another one catch two. I mean, they they were spreading it out to every – I mean, everybody was eating. There was not like one guy, I'm just throwing it to him. No, I, I, I thought, you know, Odell had three in the first quarter. 
I wish Bateman would have caught a few more in the second half. I mean, he caught three early on, right. too. You know, so, I mean, everybody was getting – because all receivers, they want to catch the ball early. And he got the ball early to all of them. You know, and, and I mean, Lamar had a hell of a day, and he had some dropped, and um, he could even had a better day. But it was an it was an awesome – that was an MVP performance by Lamar on the road – you know, in a hostile environment, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Twenty-four of thirty-three, two hundred thirty-seven yards, two touchdowns. Quarterback rating robust, one twelve point eight. Also rushed for fifty-four yards, but the touchdown to Aguilar, and we talked about it throughout training camp. Back shoulder throws. Yep. They had been working on that, working on that, and All we saw time. it big time live and in person yesterday. And, and the nice thing, Bob, what a. At training camp and mini camp and all that with Aguilar, you know, like he'd look good and then he'd get a chance and what would he, he drop the ball? I mean, yesterday he didn't drop any balls. I mean, he, you know, the only, what, the only drop they had, Andrews and Duvernay both dropped balls. I mean, Duvernay's the only one, I mean, he had yeah. three targets and no catches. You know, I mean, otherwise everybody else was right on point. So I, I thought, you know, just offense and then the running game too, they were physical. Come on, Macari. Macari played. Macari played a lot better than Ronnie Stanley played the week before. I'll say that. And I thought, you know, Mustafer inside, he was he was fine. You know, I mean, he held up. Is he as good as Linderbaum? No, but he held. He did his job. Um, and I, the offensive line, they came off the ball extremely well. Um, you know, Simpson had the two the two holding calls. I mean, the one on who was Zeitler? Yeah, I mean, he kind of. Bear hugged oh, him yeah, and kind of, yeah, yeah. but the one on Simpson camel clutched him. Yeah. The one on Simpson. I didn't, and I don't even think Harbs, well, Harbs didn't agree with any penalty they get, you know, but I didn't think that one was, was that, was that tough. The other thing, Bob, let me say this. Cause last week I criticized likely likely blocked his ass off. I mean, he was knocking corners. He's good in space, but he's not good on the line of scrimmage. And he did a hell of a job on some of those runs. He was pancaking people, which, to me, was extremely, extremely impressive. And uh, Ricard, Ricard did a hell of a job in there, too, you know, doing his blocking. Now, you mentioned um, the offensive line in particular. Well, Zeitler had the holding call. But last week, he and Moses didn't play all that great nope. against Houston. But they redeemed themselves yesterday, it seems. Yeah, because, you know what, Bob? I mean, watching the Cincy-Cleveland film, Cincy got after him pretty good. But, I mean, they didn't get – a lot of pressure, you know, and maybe it's because because when you're playing Lamar, the thing you can't do is, as a rusher, you can't go past him. Because if you go past him, you just give him easy, easy access to green, you know. So that was, that was the biggest thing. So maybe they're rushing more under control, but I thought the O-line handled the stunts. The O-line made huge strides from week one to week two. You know, so I thought that was extremely impressive. Were you shocked that uh, Justice Hill was a starting running back? I wasn't. Not necessarily, but I also wasn't shocked that Gus Bus had an opportunity to get lathered up. And when Hill got stoned at the goal line for his drive, yep. were any of us surprised that Gus Edwards came in on the next play? Well, because, well, Bob. Disappointed, I, maybe, if you had Justice in your fantasy. Well, that was like in the first quarter or whatever, because I was, takes me 40 minutes to drive home from Oig's Mill, so I'm listening you know, to Rod Woodson and, and Sandusky, and they're like, where's Gus? Get Gus in there, you know, just as – and then they put him in and then he scored. But it was – they were knocking him off the ball. I mean, they were coming off I, – I, I, 
I was impressed with, with the O-line and how they played. And they've got to gain a ton of confidence, you know, from that. Because I'm guessing it's going to be that group for a while. Run pass differential, 37 runs, 30, 30. 33 passes. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, you know, in the fourth quarter, I mean, that's what you want to be running the ball in the fourth quarter because you got the lead and you want, you know, and that's what they did. But, yeah, otherwise it's pretty close to 50-50, you know, because everybody said, oh, they're just going to throw the ball, throw the ball. No. You know, I mean, when they had to hammer it, they hammered it. And Justice Hill did a nice job getting outside a few times. He made some nice runs. And Gus, Gus just hammered them. I mean, they do a good job of letting them do what they do well. What does Gus do? North-South. Boom. He runs the ISO. You know, I mean, he was hammering it north-south. And with Justice... Justice is more on the edges, and uh, that's what they did. I mean, Justice had a better second half than he had first half, you know, running the football, you know, gaining yards and stuff. But it was it was a hell of a performance, I thought. I, I You know, and it was sad that they could only get field goals. I mean, they were stopping themselves a lot of time where they had to settle for field goals instead of getting touchdowns. But Geno Stonebob, that was the biggest play in the game. Yep. That, that was a seven-point, ten, what was it? Ravens were up. What was the score there? Was it 13 10? Well, it took seven off the board and then they and went down the field. Seven. And it got, was, yeah, it was 13 10. 13 10. Because then, then the Ravens were up 20 10, I think. <laughs> Does that sound right? Well, if you're going off of points taken away and then points scored off it, it's a 14 point swing. Right. Okay. Well, just, yeah, there just, you go. Well, basically, trying to figure out math. You're on there, Nolan. Basically, we swapped last year's playoff game, is what we did. Right. And so, it, after the pick, you know, Stone, Ravens marched right down the field, yep. and it kind of sucked the air out of the Cincinnati Bengals, even though they just kind of marched down the field. Well, score right because, that, but. Bob, I mean, and I thought this at half, you know, I mean, the Ravens have dom- kicked the crap out of them, basically, and they're only up 13-10. I'm like, ah, that makes me a little nervous. And if I'm going in, the Bengals, we ran 17 plays. You know, we're down three points. Let's go. We're, and we get the ball, we're in good shape. Vinny and Haney, 105.7. The fans are the Ravens win. They're 2 0. They host the Colts coming up here Sunday. Colts got blown. Well, the Colts won, actually, blown out Houston, but they lost their quarterback, Anthony Richardson, perhaps to concussion protocol. But maybe Garner Minshew gives them a better chance at victory. Ravens, eight point favorites in this game. Cincinnati, however, they're 0 2 on the year. Both losses in the division since football. Uh, realign the division process in the NFL. Bengals are the seventh team to start 0-2 with their first two losses being in the division. The previous six teams did not make the playoffs. And Joe Burrow was limping off the field. We'll get into that. Orioles win yesterday. Coming from behind. Clinch up. Well, they had already clinched, but to win and reestablish a two-game lead in the division. Birds go to the playoffs for the first time in seven years. A lot of these young dudes making some impacts. In I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Your exclusive home for all Baltimore sports. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Charles Walker, Baltimore's son. Talk Ravens with him at 11 o'clock. Stay tuned for that. Ravens win yesterday, 27-24. Cincinnati Bengals, Ravens 2-0. Hosting the Colts coming up Sunday at M&T Bank Stadium. We'll get into all of that, obviously. As the week progresses, Cincinnati 0-2, and their quarterback might be hurt. Feelings are hurt, that's for sure. Orioles win yesterday, coming from behind 5-4-11 to beat Tampa. They had already secured a playoff spot because Texas got blown up by Cleveland, but what the Orioles did, they came from behind, reestablished a two-game lead in the AL East. We'll talk about that with Jacob Calvin Meyer from the Baltimore Sun later in the show. John Means against Justin Verlander tonight. Two first-place teams, possible playoff preview. Who knows? Still some baseball left to be played as we hit the final two weeks of the regular season. Let's get out to the phone. Sports at 583-1057 is the number. Go to Harry and Owings Mills. Harry, what's happening? Hey, happy days, gentlemen. Happy days and good morning. How are you all? Uh, it's great, man. The Orioles win, Ravens win, Terps win. What uh, What do we have to complain about, Harry at Owings Mills? And nothing. And for me, Cuse won as well. They're also 2-0. I'm a Cuse fan. Well, Cuse graduate as well. So, and perfect segue. Thank you, Bob. Yes. I thought that having Ravens football and meaning Meaningful Orioles baseball at the same time would be fantastic, but I had no idea it was going to be that great. That was absolutely phenomenal. And for the way I see it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I see like a four-game advantage for the Orioles because, of course, yes, we're up by two, and but you have the, the games and the loss column that we have a little bit to work with, but of course we have to win those. And the season series advantage, which was determined over the weekend. So that's why I'm looking at this little four game cushion to work with, but we still have to put in work against Houston because they're fighting for their division as well. So it's not going to be easy. Um, And going to the Ravens, I have to apologize in my league. I couldn't pick the Ravens. They had too many injuries. I was concerned and I rarely go against the Ravens. I'm going, what'd you say? No, I picked a, I picked twenty eight twenty four Bengals for your same reasons you had. Absolutely, and but there was a, a play that was very significant that I saw. And correct, I hope I'm right when I say this. I believe it was the same drive where Geno Stone, who had a phenomenal game, had mm-hmm. gotten that that pick. But that was a play when the Bengals play. I think he caught the ball on a crossing route, and he was going down the sideline, and there was a blocker on that side. And Geno Stone just went over and just blew it up. He just blew up that side where that guy could not get down the sideline and he couldn't cut back. And like I said, I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that was the same drive where we ended up getting that interception anyway. So that was great that he didn't let him turn that corner and get down that sideline for that touchdown. And I agree with you, Bob, and as well as you, Benny. I think the Ravens dominated that game. Mm-hmm. You take away that that, that punt return. 
And I know Justin, Mr. 59, went to the right, you know, but he'll make that adjustment going forward. The Ravens really played well, and I was stunned at how those offensive linemen played because I was like, I I didn't know how they were going to get it done, but they did. And for me, I'd rather have Richardson play next week instead of Minshew because the Ravens are phenomenal against rookie quarterbacks. Uh, Minshew has some experience. He can get some things done. But we're at home, and whether we're at home or on the road, I feel like the Ravens are going to get it done anyway. But I love the way the seasons are going. And let's go Orioles and let's go Ravens. And, gentlemen, you all have a great day. All right. Harry and Orange Mills fired up and rightfully so. Yep. Yeah, the state of sports right now, pro teams. And college Terps are 3-0. and And going to Michigan State. As six-point favorites, too, by the way. Wow. Because uh, Michigan State, I don't know if you've been paying attention. Yeah. They had a little problems with the coach, and they got blown out at home by uh, Washington. Early and often. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the phones. Go to Baltimore. It's Rashawn. Rashawn, what's up? Hey, good morning, fellas. How was your weekend? Great weekend, man. Great weekend, man. We had the Orioles win. Ravens win, the Terps win, and them Cowboys won too, man. So Cowboys are good. <laughs> yeah, yeah and Micah, good, Por- Micah Parsons is like oh, a beast. really, really yeah. good player. He a beast, man. That Cowboys team gave up ten points in two games, man. Come on, to, to New York teams. Like, Q. Yeah, New York team. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Though you play who's in front of you. But I mean, they definitely, I think, the best team in the NFC right now. One of the top teams, man. Oh, this no doubt. Is, is phenomenal. So. You know, it's going to be a special year for them. And uh, I don't know how your boy Q feeling this morning. Did he call him yet? Or no, he not yet. He can't really say much of anything. He can't will. Really I mean, he, he mans up. But I might have to make, like, a an amendment to the bet. Like, you know, start doing the, you know. Or I could just do, like, like magic numbers with the Orioles. Yeah. All right. It's about six games left for a clinch yeah, beer yeah. from Q again. Wilson, yeah. three picks. Well, well, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, but he did say the Jets was going to make the playoffs, so y'all can keep that bet. Like, yeah, oh, I, bet's still rolling. I mean, I gave yeah, me, exactly. I gave it out. He kept popping off, so it's yeah, all good. Yeah, but on to the Orioles too, man. That was yeah. a hell of a game, man. I ain't seen a game like that in a long time. Great game. And like, to I me, gave up on just personally, and it's just my humble opinion. Next to the Mullins game in Seattle about a month ago, that was the mm-hmm. best game of the year, and the import certainly is there because they had already clinched. But the bigger news is they reestablished the two-game lead in the division. They win the season series against Tampa. So if they finish tied, Orioles will win the division based on those tiebreaker factors. So a lot of good things going on. And they're on the road where they play better than they have at home. And it's crazy here. The Astros, 38-37 at home. Which is incredible. Yeah. They're 17 games over 500 on the road. They're like the Orioles, but 38. They're barely above 500 at Minute Maid. So maybe that bodes well for the birds tonight. And, and, and they lost two out of three against the, the A's, if not mistaken. It was the like Royals, the which is like the oh, same the thing. Well, yeah, yeah, actually, the A's and Royals kind of got to yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So, man, you know, they, they can be touched. But um, yesterday in the game, one thing I like about the game, man, they uh, went high, left Lopez in there. You know, for too long, I think, man. I was like, man, he high blew that game for us. You know, but I mean, well, the kid, hey, Rashawn, we got to run, we got other people. The, the kid hit his first home run in yeah. front of his family, which was great to see. But you know, Lopey did hang the next one to Bethan Court, and things looked dire. But again, you talk about this team all year long. They lead Major League Baseball comfort behind wins. They're up there in one run wins, extra inning wins. They don't stop. Every out matters. 
for them. Let's get back to the phones. We have time for another call. You make the call. One call. Let's go to Trippy in Baltimore. Trippy, what's happening? Hey, what's up, Vinny and Bob? Hey, how you, you doing? Hey, hey, Vinny, I finally got my first win in Cincy yesterday, man. Yeah. It felt good. Oh, were you there? Yeah, I was there. You know, I'm, I was 0-3. You know, Rob and them told me don't go up there. I might wish bad luck on the Ravens, but guess what? I, I, I came back with the dub. And, and, um, shout out to them Orioles, too. You know, I, I was um, hollering at the Ravens players after the game, and me and the D was watching the game, and, you know, the Orioles won. So that was another celebration, you know? Yeah, that was going on simultaneously. Yeah. They almost ended at the same time, too. That was pretty awesome. Awesome sports Sunday, for sure. Hey, hey, hey Benny. Yo. Let me say one thing, right? Them Bengal fans, they have no class. Oh, really? They, look, they throwing water bottles and all that. Really? You know what I did yeah, you know They're what like I They're like Eagles fans? Yeah, man, the dude say, hey, hey, Trippy, win a playoff game. I said, bro, don't take it there. I said, hey, Bengals fan, he, he, he let me take it there. What's y'all playoff record? Because guess what? <laughs> I don't know how I feel to lose a Super Bowl. I don't know. I never witnessed that, you know? But, hey, y'all have a good day, man. I'm going to holler at y'all. All right, All right Trippy <laughs> out there in Cincinnati bringing home a W for the Ravens. If you're on the phone, hang tight. We'll get you talking to Orioles and Baltimore Ravens. Both teams win. Ravens or Orioles clinch a playoff spot. Ravens are 2-0 and as they're looking to. Uh, hey, Cincinnati, are they in trouble? If Burroughs thing is lingering, which it appears it might be, they could be perhaps. And the Ravens go on the road, banged up, get a W there. The, there's always those teams, Bob, that, you know, in the playoff, what is there, five every year, five in, five out? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're the just like when we thought the AFC West was going to be great. And then, you know, well, so. if the Giants would have lost yesterday, I would have been throwing dirt on them, but they came <laughs> yep. from behind. So let's give them credit. If you're on the phones, we get you. We got Childs Walker, Baltimore Sun. We got the whip around busy weekend in sports. We'll touch on as much as we can. Howard Balzer, longtime NFL writer, talking about week two. Two games tonight, by the way. Both can be heard on our family of networks. Vinny and Haiti, put your headphones in. And ignore your co-workers. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan here on this Monday. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw on the other side of the glass. Orioles clinched a playoff spot yesterday with Texas losing. But they come from behind, beat the Rays, reestablish a two-game lead in the AL East. Birds in Houston tonight. Taking on the first place Astros, Means, and Verlander. Got a lot of that coming your way. Over the next few hours, Baltimore Baseball tonight, me and Jim Hunter, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. As a matter of fact, coming up at 6 o'clock, Ravens win 27-24, holding off the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who are now 0-2 with a possible banged-up quarterback, certainly some hurt feelings. We'll get into all of that as well. Maryland comes from behind you, Virginia, on Friday night. Wound up blowing them out, but didn't look good early for the Turtles down 14-zip. When we get to the whip, some crazy stuff happening in the NHL with Babcock, the now former coach of the what for what was he Columbus, the coach for like two months? <laughs> yeah, and then he wanted to get uh, let's just say uh, allegedly up close and personal. I, I I never heard of that coach one. Then he got look ra- at the he phones. got Ray guide when it was all said and done. But let's get out to the phones. Let's go to where we started off. Bruce and Bel Air. Bruce, what's happening? Hey guys, how y'all doing? Hey Wonderful. Bruce, what's happening? Hey, I, I just wanted to mention something I read yesterday after the Orioles games. Uh, I read that that pitch that Adley Russell hit for a home run to make it three to two. That uh, that pitch was 108 miles per hour, 
and evidently it was the fastest pitch that any Orioles hit for a home run since 2008. Yeah, well, right. I'm assuming he was doing that. Yeah, it was Fairbanks was dealing at the time too, but I'm guessing they haven't really. I'm sure Boog Powell probably hit a fastball from some slappy in the '60s that went like 800 feet. That you know we don't have the data for, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, this is true. And, and also, I wanted to mention uh, O'Hearn, man. That's the first time in his career that he's bunted, and he lays down the perfect. Sacrifice bunt. Selfless. I mean, and you could tell, too, once Hall got out of that 11th, you could see the momentum was definitely in the Orioles' side. And, you know, just bunt him over, and then you get uh, Mullins with the sack fly. Uh, it was, oh, yeah. yeah. It was pretty cool. I, I mean, this team is doing it all. You know what I mean? If they got to play small ball, they play small ball. And, I mean, I, when I grew up with small ball, so, I mean, you know, I, I love that stuff. But anyhow, that's all I wanted to say, guys. All right, so, Bruce. Well, thank you very much. And after uh, Tampa had hit the back-to-back homers, make it 3-1, uh, Adley Rutschman answers, and then the Orioles get that mm-hmm. tying run and wind up winning the game 5-4 to four as the Birds now two games up again in the American League's Eastern Division. But, by the way, let's tip the old cap to Tampa making the playoffs again. You know what I mean? They that's, lose to McClanahan, their ace. Wander Franco, who knows if he'll ever play another inning for these guys when it's all said and done, given the allegations against him. And they had a dreadful, what was it, July, which got the Orioles into it, and the Orioles eventually overtook them in the division. But here they are playing really good ball, and after the first two games of this series, it looked like the Orioles didn't even belong in the same field as them. Until Grayson Rodriguez got the baseball, and that's the old baseball adage, good pitching beats great hitting all the time. Well, not all the time, but you get it. Let's go to Parkville. It's Bob. Bob, what's happening? Yes, Bob, and Vinny, good morning. 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 As you know, Bob, I'm 86 years old. My father on par for 52 years, amateur, professional, and semi-pro. He and Babe Ruth became very good friends, George Herman Ruth. He he didn't have the nickname Babe. That was done later on. He was 1914. Jack Dunn Sr. gave him that name. Uh, but this, this situation here, I want to congratulate them for making the playoffs. It's a, it's a team. It's like the little train, and when you hear it when you're a boy, a little, little train that wouldn't quit. Little train that could is what they. That's say. right. The little train that could, and these boys, these young men rather, are not quitters. Quitters don't win all those close games. That's what would have separated the great team. And the Orioles are a great team. And I'm not taking anything away from a, from a, a Tampa Bay either. But we're on top. I hope they win the whole damn thing. Because, as you know, Bob, baseball was my life. Yep. Uh, my father, uh, I travel sometimes over to the Eastern Shore with him when he got started. And I met Babe Ruth in 1946 when he came to Baltimore to raise money for St. Mary's Industrial School where he graduated from. That's how my father met him. He umpired those games over there. It was a dead ball era then. And uh, he said when Ruth was 15 years old, he was six foot two, 210 pounds. Does that sound like a, a young man who was a, or an old man who was fat and all, all this? No, he was, he was solid muscle, no question about it. And uh, well, like my pop always said, He's the greatest ball player he ever saw all around. Well, I mean, he was, believe me. His number, thanks, Bob, for the call. His numbers speak for themselves. And uh, St. Mary's Preparatory School eventually became Cardinal Gibbons. 
because there's a little uh, tie in there. Cardinal Gibbons has its own history of sports celebrations. We have time for another call. Nolan, you make the call with the call. And Jason, Nolan was kind to you, my friend. Jason in East Baltimore. Jason, what's happening? (laughs) Uncle Bob, Uncle Vinny, how you doing? Hey, man. Hey, man, the football god spoke. You know what I mean? The two guys that got more money than Lamar Jackson, both 0-2, and and Lamar is 2-0. Let alone Lamar is 7-1 against the Bengals and 3-1 versus Joe Burrow. And once again, he was the better quarterback on the field yesterday, and I love every second of it. Oh, by far, he was – I mean, he made plays. He got the ball – the thing that I liked was he handled the offense extremely well, and he got the ball out quick. That first drive – you know, I mean, the ball was coming out real quick. He was throwing. He The the, the throws that I liked <clears throat> because he wasn't throwing it. He was throwing the receiver open because if he threw it, like, behind or whatever, the receiver's going to get killed. I, I was impressed. That drive, I, I was really impressed. And it was to all different guys, too. You know what? I was impressed with the defense as well. Um, they weren't on no, the field. Yeah, they, yeah, they did a good job, man. I like, I like Roquan Smith's brashness after the game. Did you hear what he said about it was personal? No, I did not. Yeah, he he said, man, he said it was disrespect on the Browns, and he said he was glad that they got them. The Browns is two and zero in the division. Did he Jamar Chase say that he could? That. Did, hey, correct me if I'm wrong, Nolan. You're on social media, or maybe Jason, you too. Uh, did Chase say he could name one guy on the Ravens' defensive squad? Is that what that disrespect comes from? I thought I saw that somewhere, but you can't believe everything you read on the internet. And I find that hard to believe, by the way, that he couldn't name one guy on the Ravens defense. Yeah, I mean, you got to. You play him twice a year. And you just, you played him three of the last four games. I guess he doesn't look at scouting. All right, there's uh, Jason there. So, uh, Jason, thank you for the call. Jason feeling good about the Ravens' win, as he should. Ravens 2-0, getting that one on the road in the division. Cincinnati 0-2, just tuning in since 2002. Seven teams, and the Bengals are now one of them, have started 0-2 with their first two losses being in the division. The previous six teams did not make the playoffs. Does that mean this will hold form? Who knows? But if Joe Burrow's limping around like he was yesterday, they could be in big trouble when we come back Childs Walker Baltimore Sun talk about the Ravens win whip around 11-15 Howard Balzer we'll talk about week two of the NFL season which isn't done yet there's two games tonight got the fun house 11-45 Jacob Calvin Meyer joining us later in the show talking about the Orioles celebrating last night hopefully they didn't get too drunk and they can play tonight against Houston coming up at 8-10 Men make park this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.